0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Welcome to your daily dose of facts
0: to fight off the liberal gaslighting.
1: We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Folks, we got a lot of work to do. I don't only really need you to get me elected. I need you once I'm elected. No longer just who gets to vote or making it easy for eligible people to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. It's about who gets to count the votes, whether it should count at all. Who gets to count the vote, count the vote, count the vote. It's about election subversion. Not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote?
0: you just got to try harder not to suck. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea.
1: We're converting
0: the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio
1: program.
2: Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell radio program on the clocks. Delighted to be with you. Thanks for sharing some time with us today. You know, it's interesting as I look at some of the news out there, the quote unquote news, how many of these things are test balloons. We thought the China spy balloon was something wild, but we're all over this every single day. They're constantly testing things on us. Everything is a test. How far can we go? What will they give up? Why do you think people who are staunch, not just gun enthusiasts, but people who love the constitution, people who get history, people who understand that the last thing separating us from government takeover is a gun, factual, right? They are staunch about not giving even an iota of an inch. Once you open the door, precedent is set, and then all of a sudden, what do you have? Any excuse in the world to try to disarm the public. This conundrum going on in New Mexico. This leftist ideologue governor in Michelle Luan Grisham. She's not stupid. She's calculated. We're going to call a 30-day emergency ban on personal carry of firearms in Albuquerque, 30 days. The violence has gotten to to be too much. And so the logical step is to take away the law-abiding citizens' guns because that makes no sense at all. Did you know that if fewer... Legal gun owners, people who carry, right? The number of crimes committed by the lawfully carrying is less than crimes committed by police officers, shootings, right? We do not rob banks. We do not use firearms in a capacity to injure other people. We, we use ours to shoot people who make us unsafe. Sorry, break into my house. I can tell you what you're going to get. Not for you, right? So this New Mexico governor is like, well, you know what, we're going to do this thing. I believe that I've got this emergency power. No right is absolute, bullcrap. But I have emergency powers to, to, to declare the state of alarm. Oh my gosh, young people have been shot with, with guns. Let's not talk about the parents who leave the guns out. Let's not ta- talk about gangbangers or teens who are using that. right? We're not going to talk about the circumstances surrounding the violence. I'm going to go with, it wasn't a registered firearm to a law-abiding citizen. I'm going to guarantee you that. That's not the person who pulled the trigger. That's not the point. The point is opening the door building that first plank of the bridge over to gun confiscation. Wow, that sounds so... It's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. And this is the beautiful thing about the the sheriff there. You've got to love the sheriff who decides to say, well, you know what? No. I will not enforce this ridiculous mandate. This dude's name is John Allen. He is the sheriff of Bernalillo County, New Mexico. And he came out yesterday. And this is, you know, what, 3 days after she has this press conference and tells everybody don't carry a gun. By the way, more people were shot since she said that. Right? And she's even admitted, do you think criminals are going to pay attention to this? I mean, and she's like, "No, I don't I don't think that." Then what are you doing? I'm trying to take your rights. Audio soundbite number one. Sometimes you just got to slice through the noise like Sheriff Allen does. It is a thing of beauty. It is unconstitutional. This governor knows it. You know it. I know it. Therefore, we will not be enforcing it. Period. Go.
0: Clear. I hold my standards high and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference. She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order and as a result, this was solely her decision.
2: Why is this dude not the governor? Isn't that the guy New Mexico should have? Right? I know the Constitution. I took an oath to the Constitution. This is not constitutional. She knows it. I know it. And so, no. None of this wringing of her hands. Well, maybe we should talk about this. I mean, what if I can only... Uh, look, I'll admit that I won't carry around my AR. But I'm still going to carry around my, my Glock. <laughs> no! He knows exactly what's going on. We will not comply, period. In audio soundbite number two, <laughs> every now and again, you just need a a slice through crazy to hear the simple truth. Oh my. And this sheriff, Mr. Allen, drops it here in 38 seconds. Go.
0: Other than this ban being unconstitutional, here are other reasons why I will not enforce the order. One, what many forget is I have enough violence here in Bernalillo County. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Bernalillo County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense.
2: Doesn't it, isn't it such a shame that we have to waste so much oxygen on idiocy? This governor knows this is totally beyond the purview of her office. She knows that. But it's purposeful. We are talking about it. Don't blame the guy. Don't blame the person behind the gun. Blame the gun. Everybody who knows what's going on sees it. And this is beautiful. He shares a personal story, okay? he's not just a sheriff he's not just somebody who's aware of the constitution he's not just somebody who has been entrusted to keep his community as safe as possible he's not just a guy who realizes that people who are law-abiding and trained who have guns are a fantastic benefit to his department right he's got a family story to share go
0: let me give you a personal story last week as i'm sitting here as a sitting sheriff i get a phone call that my brother Also was a victim of gun violence last week that many of you do not know. While he and my nephew were sitting in their car, they were shot at and their vehicle was impacted by numerous rounds. How can I, as a sheriff, tell him to put his firearms away and not be able to protect himself?
2: There you go. 25 seconds. Very clear. Very purposeful. Game over. Issue over. We don't need to litigate this, we don't need to hem and haw, we don't need protests, you don't need to have a vigil, we don't need a balloon release. We know what you're doing. And then finally, he ends with a a fact about criminality and criminals. Go.
0: I have a fact for you. Criminals do not follow the law or a public health order. Never seen it, we will never see criminals Follow the law. Once again, this only punishes law-abiding citizens.
2: Bingo. Brilliant. And there you go. And what 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 a meaningful show of solidarity. I'm going to put this up on the screen for those of you watching. This is the Western State Sheriff's Association. They issued this. This is a statement signed by the sheriffs from 17 states west of the Mississippi River. We will not comply. We will not play games. We will not obey a governor's magic wanding. Suck it. To the men and women who are often overlooked in sheriff's departments across the fruited plain. Thank you for what you do. You do it with crappy resources. You do it with a public that is constantly facing a barrage of negative stories about law enforcement. You are up against it in trying to do what you can do in the parameters of the restrictions the crazy leftists have imposed upon you to keep the people in your communities safe. And now you've got this infusion of illegal immigrants. What, 7 million, 10 million? How many the hell is it? Who knows? Adding more work. Thank you. And a special shout out of appreciation to the Western State Sheriff's Association For doing what needed to be done. Don't even try us is the answer. You know, we stumbled upon something. I wasn't expecting this. MSNBC Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough and his wife with a panel discussion, making an epiphany. They discovered something about Donald Trump. Wait, what did he say? It's going to blow your mind. Don't go anywhere. We're dropping it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
1: Tell me what's on your mind.
2: Sometimes you you just got to sing with it, ladies and gentlemen. I had to bark that out. What's on your mind? Well, this is very interesting. Joe Scarborough is by no means fair, I don't believe. I think MSNBC is a cesspool of leftist filth. I think 98% of what they push is garbage. It is what it is. But as we go back and we listen to some of the things that Donald Trump has said and written about and done in interviews. Did you guys know that shortly after the towers fell Donald Trump called a radio station and he phoned into the radio station and talking about his incredulity that the towers would have collapsed. Steel doesn't collapse, he said. He's like, I've gone down into these buildings, buildings of mine, and watch as they are being built. And the strength of this steel, they don't just pancake in on themselves. And he suggested that there were explosions, perhaps bombs inside the plane. Maybe the, the bombs, he thought, literally, this is within minutes of the towers falling. Maybe these bombs were were calculated to go off at the time of impact. He's like, I don't know, but a plane would not drop a building, he said. It just wouldn't. Huh. Well, he also wrote something in a book in 2000. He predicted the 9-11 attacks. 19 months before they happened, in his book called Trump, The America We Deserve. And yesterday, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski are, are on television with their panel, and she's reading verbatim what he wrote about the, what he saw as was inevitable terror attacks on the United States. Listen to this exchange. It's wild. Go. BuzzFeed dug up an old quote from Donald Trump talking about a large-scale terror attack 19 months before 9-11. In his 2000 book, The America We Deserve, Trump wrote, I really am convinced we're in danger of the sort of terrorist attacks that will make the bombing of the 1993 Trade Center look like little kids playing with firecrackers. Trump also mentioned the mastermind of the attack, writing, quote, one day we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one and U.S. jet fighters lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan. He escapes back under some rock, and a few news cycles later, it's on to a new enemy and a new crisis.
1: Trump. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, yeah. wait, mm-hmm. wait. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. Mm-hmm. Is this really Trump before 9/11? Have you read this? It's 2000 in his. book. Are we making this? Somebody, me, did you Nick. make this up, Mika? Nick. <laughs> I did. Did you Just make this me, up? Nick, exactly. tell
2: us it's over, right? Because will you stop?
0: About everything. Mika, stop. God, I think it's over. God, <laughs> I what's I that? Trump what's Trump the rage here? Will you stop? No, it's on cute. Him?
1: I okay. think it's cute. Well, really quickly though, I mean, so Willie, that was. Two thousand
0: in a book he wrote in the year two thousand. Yeah. Well it was published in two thousand, he could have written in nineteen ninety nine for all Exactly.
2: He might have might been, have been a bit more precious. You know so he predicted basically predicted the attacks from other- No, wait a minute. I don't understand what she's saying. What is she saying is so cute. I don't know. I do know that if you go back in time and you read what Donald Trump has said, and you've listened to the things he'd said since when he's been president and even more vividly as he's been out of office, when has he been wrong? I mean, honest to goodness, when has he been wrong? Now I think Minka Brzezinski is trying to create the illusion that maybe he had something to do with 9-11. I don't even know what she's saying. I think once you're off of the path on the left-hand side, it's hard to get back on if you ever can. But look, I, I don't think that we should be calling people conspiracy theories when we live in a world in which your ability to ask questions that are reasonable and timely gets you called a name. Because you know what solves all of these conspiracies, all of these queries? proof why don't you show us the video why don't you give us the trial data why don't you share with us the cell phone images of of january 6th why do you want years to put this on a shelf so that everybody's dead and we've forgotten that our kids are gonna are gonna forget see people who who aren't in the business of lying and hiding get frustrated by people who are And the only recourse by those who lie and hide and cheat and steal is to point fingers and to drop terrible names on people. Well, you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want then. Because if that means I ask questions, hell yes. All right, don't go anywhere. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, the, the government does anything it wants. Freedom be damned. And what happened yesterday, 22 years ago, opened the door of it. How much you've already lost will blow your mind next. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends. You know, I got this letter in the mail in May. And I've had it here sitting next to me every single day that we've done this show. And it comes from a woman named Janet. And she lives in Pennsylvania. And so I open it up. And she's talking to me about families, including her own, who believe they've lost loved ones because of negligence regarding COVID. She says, I'm writing to direct your attention to stories of crimes against humanity that have been occurring in American hospitals since early 2020. My dad, Gary, is a victim of these crimes and was killed when his rights to safe and effective FDA-approved medications were denied in a Pennsylvania hospital. He never received antibiotics, despite being told his infection was being treated. And he was denied the standard of care for his bacterial CV pneumonia because of the hospital's COVID-19 protocols. There are thousands more like my father, where they are being denied medications, neglected, heavily sedated, and worse. Their stories are documented daily at COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project. Can can you imagine that that has to exist? And it does. COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project. Not all of the victims, but there are... It says not all are victims as there are survivor stories also that validate the horrific stories that families have shared. And then she goes on and she gives me a list of Pennsylvania loved ones who she believes were, were basically killed in our hospitals. And it goes on and on. 56 people, and this was in May, Fifty six. Now, she's not asking me to do anything. She doesn't say, hey, can I please come on your show and talk about this? She wanted me to have this because she knew I wasn't going to throw it away. Because she knew it was going to stay somewhere close to me. And when I start struggling and I'm getting frustrated by some of the insanity out there that is purposeful. I look over and I think of these 54 names and counting that we know of just in my state. And it gives me focus. And I share this with you today because after 9-11 we got to see a pretty scary government And we found this article that I think is fascinating and is apropos, and it has some history in it that I think is very beneficial to us. It's on a website called Rutherford.org, and the title of it is John Whitehead's Commentary. So whatever this Rutherford Institute is or whatever it is, he's the guy in charge of it, all right? And they, they look into constitutional things and they write about them, and it's important, And this is how it goes. It reminds me of Janet in Pennsylvania who sent me this this note, knowing that I was going to keep it. Those who gave us the Constitution and the Bill of Rights believed that the government exists at the behest of all its citizens, right? It is here to protect, defend, and even enhance our freedoms, not violate them. Unfortunately, although the Bill of Rights was adopted as a means of protecting the people against government tyranny... In America today, the government does whatever it wants. Freedom, be damned. In the 22 years since the USA Patriot Act, a massive 342-page wish wish list of expanded powers for the FBI and the CIA was rammed through Congress in the wake of the so-called 9-11 terror attacks. It has snowballed now into the eradication of every vital safeguard against government overreach, corruption, and abuse. The Patriot Act drove a stake through the heart of the Bill of Rights, violating at least six of the ten original amendments, the first, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and possibly the 13th and 14th as well. It also redefined terrorism so broadly that many non-terrorist political activities, such as protest marches demonstrations and civil disobedience are now considered potential terrorist acts thereby rendering anybody desiring to engage in protected first amendment expressive activities as suspects of the surveillance state purposeful ladies and gentlemen it was enacted 22 years ago under bush don't tell me it's only a left thing right it's a uniparty thing they're heads of the same snake the Patriot Act justified broader domestic surveillance, the logic being that if government agents knew more about each American, they could distinguish the terrorists from law abiding citizens, no doubt a reflexive impulse shared by small town police and federal agents alike. This, according to Washington Post reporter Robert O'Harrow Jr., Was a fantasy that, quote, had been brewing in the law enforcement world for a long time. 9 11 provided the government with the perfect excuse for conducting far reaching surveillance and collecting mountains of information on even the most law abiding citizen. Think about it. Where do you go where you're not being filmed? My grocery store films me at the checkout, my bank does. They're on every street corner on stoplights. When you walk into the hospital, certainly when you're anywhere near a police station, people have ringed doorbells. You're being surveilled all all the time, right? Federal agents and police officers are now authorized to conduct covert black bag sneak and peek searches of homes and offices while you're away and confiscate your personal property without first not notifying you of their intent or their presence. Hi, James O'Keefe. The law also granted the FBI the right to come to your place of employment. (laughs) To come to your place of employment. To demand your personal records and question your supervisors and fellow employees. All without notifying you. Allowed the government access to your medical records, your school records, practically every personal record about you. Have you been to the doctor lately if they asked you to make sure that you're you're vaccinated? None of your freaking business and allow the government to secretly demand to see records of books or magazines you've checked out in any public library and the internet sites you've visited. At least 545 uh, libraries received such demands in the first year following passage of the Patriot Act. In the name of fighting terrorism, again, this overarching idea of keeping us safe, government officials are now permitted To monitor religious and political institutions with no suspicion of criminal wrongdoing. To prosecute librarians or keepers of any other records if they tell anyone that the government has subpoenaed information related to a terror investigation. Keep your mouth shut. That makes you feel confident, doesn't it? monitor conversations between attorneys and clients, search and seize Americans' papers and effects without showing probable cause. Hi, Maro Lago, and jail Americans indefinitely without a trial, among other things. Well they've done that. How many times? The federal government also made liberal use of its new powers, especially through the use and abuse of the nefarious national security letters, which allow the FBI to demand personal customer records from Internet service providers, financial institutions and credit companies at the mere say so of the government agent in charge of a local FBI office and without prior court approval. So amazing that Bank of America was able to give over all that information. To the FBI about where people who were at the ellipse and at the state capitol the, the house yeah at people's house on january 6th we were able to give them all their information wow and this was all ushered in under george bush in fact since 9 11 we've been spied on by surveillance cameras eavesd on by government agents that's not even counting siri alexa etc We've had our belongings searched, our phones tapped, our mail opened, our email monitored, our opinions questioned, our purchases scrutinized. Under the USA Patriot Act, banks are required to analyze your transactions for any patterns that raise suspicion and to see if you're connected to any objectionable people. And our activities are watched. Now, if you're into porn, whatevs. If it's child porn, totally get away with it. In this way, we the people continue to be terrorized, traumatized, and tricked into a semi-permanent state of compliance by a government that cares nothing for our lives or our liberties. And there it is. Boom! Back to your monologue. That ugly day that you realize they don't care about you. That you don't matter. That they've never cared about you that everything they told you was a lie and that when you're in need they will break you until you but bow at their altar and agree to take the scraps that their communist and socialist ideology will provide this has been going on steadily for 22 years and it ends with this a recitation of the bill of rights Set against a backdrop of government surveillance, militarized police, SWAT team raids, asset forfeiture, eminent domain, overcriminalization, armed surveillance drones, whole body scanners, stop and frisk searches, vaccine mandates, lockdowns, and the like, all sanctioned by Congress, the White House, and the courts, would understandably sound more like a eulogy to freedoms lost than an affirmation of rights we truly possess, what we are left with today is but a shadow of the robust document adopted more than two centuries ago. Sadly, most of the damage has been inflicted upon the Bill of Rights to Janet, who wrote me with no other purpose than that she could share with somebody who knew she wasn't going to be able to get anybody to listen to her in government. I see you. I understand. Quick timeout. Another flashback. This is the best Trump flashback to 2001. 20- You're going to love this. He's consistent, and they can't stand it. Next. All right, so I just got this. ABC News just crossed. Speaker McCarthy announces impeachment inquiry into President Biden. So they are going to do this. Wants to obtain documents from the president and his son. Look, this inquiry gives those two oversight committees more access. Are, who's to say that they're even going to oblige them, right? Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced Tuesday, minutes ago, this was posted 16 minutes ago, ABCNews.com. That House Republicans will move, in fact, ahead with an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. I, I, don't, I have no idea what the hell you people are waiting for. Today, I'm directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather the full facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know. The answers... I believe the president would want these answers and allegations as well. Well, now, see, that's a dangerous predicate. You're presuming, of course, that Joe Biden wants people to know what he's been doing. If he wanted people to know what he was doing, he would have laid it out on the table, right? If it really was the safest, most secure election, why do you want all this evidence prevented from getting out into the, into the public sphere? Why is this, why is there this unilateral decision among judges to refuse to hear cases? Why, because everybody's case is flimsy? No. They got something to protect. Something big to protect. McCarthy said Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, House Ways and Means Chair Jason Smith will lead the inquiry. It's what they've been doing for six months. I do not make this decision lightly, the speaker said. You know what? You're such a... Mm. It is a shame to see the American man so emasculated, isn't it? Regardless of your party, he said, or who you voted for, these facts concern all Americans. You don't have to explain it, Kev. We've been paying attention. We just want to know one thing. Where the hell have you been? Where have you been? Please, can we have um? Can we have those documents? McCarthy has made it clear there will be a vote for an impeachment inquiry. As of now, he does not appear to have the votes to open one. Hey, good to know. Good to know. Show us your true colors, everybody. I want to know who votes no on that in the Republican Party. Who votes no? You've seen the evidence. Well, I'm still, I'm still kind of. Is it actually? I don't know. I, you know, he got ten million dollars infused into his tax records in 2017. Joe Biden did. I mean, but he did write a book. I mean, forty people bought it. But you know, that, that's possible. I just, I don't see it. I just, I don't know. And Nancy Pelosi wants to run for reelection. She's got her sights set on one thing. Her pterodactyl hands want that freaking gavel again. And don't think there's not a plan in place to secure it, Kev, because you know all about it. And you want to wring your hands. I don't know if now's the time. (sighs) All right, so I want to end with this. And, And I think these flashbacks have been very interesting. Look, I don't know about you guys, but up until when Donald Trump ran for president, I really had a very peripheral, cursory knowledge of the dude. I knew he was wealthy. I really didn't know a lot about how he got his wealth, whether it was inherited, which it was, and then he was grown upon, which he did, right? I knew it was real estate. I knew he owned property, et cetera, et cetera. But, and I never watched The Apprentice. I had no feelings one way or another. You know, I find it curious that, that, uh, that the guy of that nature would run for president. And then I started listening to him. and I'm like, huh. Donald Trump today is the same Donald Trump he was 22 years ago. And as much as they want to paint him into a corner and create this image of him being this racist, uncaring, rich white guy who hates everybody, it's so not the case. And so we're going to go back 22 years ago and listen to what Donald Trump said about the terror attack on America and about hope. It's consistent. Go.
1: I've never seen anything like it. I've seen two huge 110 story buildings that are reduced to rubble. Uh, thousands and thousands of lives i just got to see something that i've never seen before i have hundreds of men inside working right now and we're bringing down another hundred and twenty five in a little while and they've never done work like this before and they're hard-working people but they've never seen anything like it and they've never they've never done work like this before it's terrible well not only is it devastation but it's very dangerous because every few minutes a whistle would go off and everybody would just run because you have all the buildings around it which are in such a weakened state that People just don't know, and so they just have to take off, and then they come back, and they're working under 50-story buildings that you don't know if they're going to fall down. So it's a terrible thing for the workers, and it's a terrible thing for the world, really. Well, there are a lot of them, but they've never seen bodies like this. I mean, the bodies all over. The uh, I mean, the, the great thing is when they find somebody that's alive, like the five firemen that they just found a little while ago. So that's the great thing, and that's what they're all striving for. But generally speaking that's not what the case that's not the case so they are working very very hard but it's, it's a very depressing situation for these folks well I, I would certainly not want to be the one to say it's not possible certainly it's, uh, it's a tough situation but you can't give up hope because there's always hope I mean, the five men I'm sure their families thought that they probably were gone and now they walk in the door a couple of them walked away after they were dug out so there probably are some more people in there and therefore you can't give up hope You can't give
2: up hope. You know, that could have been a message that Joe Biden, uh, anybody in the administration could have conveyed, but they don't feel that way. They don't love that way. And so they never deliver. I thought that was interesting though. Very consistent, Donald Trump. Not the demon everybody made him out to be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this program. We hope to have you back tomorrow. Remember to download the Wendy Bell Radio Network app and also Wendy Bell Radio Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace, everybody.